think we're all coming from the same direction. We want to have conversations. We don't want to interview. And that made a lot of sense for that series that I was doing. Few of us do interview shows. Few of us don't for one reason or another. Um, what's everybody's thoughts on that? Why or why not? Let's go. Alec, you're on a few interview shows. Uh, yes, I've been a guest on a few. And then obviously there's my uh, my podcast, which is an interview show. Although I've not done any recording for that for re- recently. That's uh, <laughs> also in the uh, Q3, uh, Q2 goals as well to start doing more of those interviews. But uh, there's two sides of it, really. I mean, the appearing on other people's shows is a great way to reach a wider audience. Um, and if you've got something to offer, it's also a great way to build your email list. So just this last week, I was on a um, uh, the stream show on the Ecamm channel. And part of that was, you know, I had a, a PDF digital download to offer uh, along with that. And so there you're reaching out to an audience that is beyond your audience. And so, you know, that picked up, you know, over 20 new contacts in my email database that I can follow up with having provided value in my funnel to then, uh, you know, offer them something further down the line. So it does really work as a way to reach a wider, uh, a wider audience. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, attract some more people over to what I'm doing as well. Uh, from the interviewer side, um, I really like doing these because um, I'm basically interviewing people that I want to speak to and learn from as well. Um, so all the conversations I've had have been with people that I've uh, really admired, respected, and feel that uh, you know I can learn something from them just as much as I know you know all of my audience can. Um, and then it's also obviously giving them a platform to put those people in front of the uh, uh, the you know in front of my audience, however big or small that might be comparatively. Um, and you know the the uh, the thumbnail that I have for my live stream of backstage podcast is a spotlight on the the person, and I do very much see it like that. I know some people do interview shows where it almost seems like a much as much of self promotion as it is about the guest. Whereas I always feel like the guest should be you know on the platform and uh, and then given the, the the spotlight. So that was my my thinking behind that. But I've learned so much from all the people that I've interviewed and uh, things that I wouldn't have necessarily discovered otherwise. And, uh, you know, for example, one of the first people I uh, interviewed was Dr. Elo, uh, because I'd been impressed by the way that he was dealing with his uh, social media management and, you know, posting. Um, And so I wanted to really, you know, inquire from him as to how he was doing all this. And I picked up loads of great tips from him that I then implemented in, in my stuff. And it's been the same with every single person I've interviewed. There's always been one key takeaway that I've then tried to implement in my own stuff to make my stuff better. Uh, And asking for book recommendations from them as well loads of great reading have come out of it. So I just, I just love it, really. I think it's a really great uh, win-win situation for the interviewer and the interview guest. And obviously, bringing a guest on your own show, you know, they're going to potentially be bringing their audience over to your stuff as well. So it really is a two-way thing as far as I can, as far as I uh, view it. A couple of things. You do those social media posts that feature your guests. Do you find them sharing it out as much as you'd like them to? Yeah, I do find that people are sharing those for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have any expectation that they're going to do it in terms of, you know, making it a requirement or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I do find that uh, guests will always want to, you know, show when they're on somebody else's thing. So uh, I do get them sharing the, you know, the, the upcoming thing, first of all. Um, but then when I create those posts with quotes, um, I think everyone loves to be quoted secretly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, having something with their picture on it and their quote, I do find that people will share those things out. Does it take a lot of preparation on your part to do an interview show? Um, well, the, the it's it's all people that I'm not interviewing people cold, as it were. They're all people that I've got a lot of admiration and respect for in any case. So I've already coming into it with, you know, 
questions that I think that I want to ask them or, you know, an idea of what it is specifically that I want to speak to them about. So it doesn't really take a huge amount of preparation um, apart from just the mechanics of, you know, back and forth. And I've tried to automate that as much as possible in terms of getting all the information from them and, and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, no, I always go into it very much as a case of I'm having a conversation. I've been on some interview shows where it's the same as that, uh, but I've been on others where, you know, they will ask for a, you know, they will even ask me to give them five questions to ask or 10 questions to ask, you know, so that I'm prepping them for how to, to ask me. I don't, I'm not a fan of that approach at all because um, it's, whilst it, you know, can give you a structure as the interviewer, um, I much prefer just things to run as a conversation and then take it wherever the conversation goes. And that's, that's the way that I approach it as an interviewer as well. I like interviews that are more conversational like that because based on somebody says, then the next question is totally different depending on the answer. So. Yes, yeah. It's always, it's always yep. a much better show. It feels like a much better show. Um, Michelle, I know mm-hmm. you just did an interview with some people. Um, mm-hmm. How'd that go? It was it was fun. It was really fun. So I'm dipping my toe in the water there. Um, and um, it, 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 was, it was really good. Uh, I learned a lot from Alec because uh, it was... I had to, you know, set up my run of show. I had to get everything ready uh, so that they would know what was happening and how we were going to do everything. Um, uh, So that was a really good experience. Also, um, you know, making sure that I run a type ship and then that I get all the things that I uh, that I need in order to to actually do the interview. So, you know, I learned, I learned quite a bit. I stalked your website, (laughs) Alec, so that I could get all the little things that I needed. Um, So now I have an opportunity to be interviewed on the other, on the other hand. And so now I'm seeing some, you know, other people's styles of how they do their, uh, their press. As a matter of fact, um, this this uh, thing that I'm speaking at, there was a literal contract. So I was like, oh, swiping that, <laughs> uh, you know, which was kind of nice, you know, because they talked about um, you know, like social media and like who owns it, that kind of stuff and all of that. And uh, it was it was it was very thorough. And so the group that I'm going to be talking, you know, on this particular interview, um, it was pretty similar to what I did in, in mine. However, you know, there was, there's a contract, there were, you know, like other like deadlines, everything was spelled out in the, uh, you know, there's a contract to even be a speaker. You sign that once you sign that, then the next thing would be like, okay, here are your deadlines that we need these things in by this date, these things in by that date, any promotional information, whatever, here's a group that we're going to be putting everything in. Everything was written. Everything was done. Do they restrict you from from doing stuff with the content, or can you can you do whatever you want with the stuff you say? You, well, they want you to share it and that kind of stuff, and so you know it's it's okay. it's generic enough that you can, um, you know, anyone from any industry can like you know you know take the name and put their name in there, you know that kind of thing or or what okay. have you, and everything is already pre done, which to me spoke to me because I am such a planner, you know, and I was like, Oh, wow, I can definitely use that. So it was it was it was a a different experience. um, And I love doing this. I had an opportunity to be on a couple of different shows, like uh, two other shows on um, Dr. Elo's show, and he sent his run of show ahead of time, it was more, um, you know, more conversational, that interview was more conversational. And then I had another show 
that I was on. And, you know, there was some information up front, but never a contract, you know, or stuff like that. So I think it's it's really fun being able to, you know, kind of dip my toe in the water, see what other people are doing um, and see what works and see how I would then change and shift and pivot, you know, how I want to do it. I'd love to be able to have like once a month, have some expert come on my channel and just kind of talk from their POV, you know, of how things are going in the industry that I'm in. Um, and so it was really nice to be able to do that and see how that worked and, you know, get the feedback, direct feedback from how everything, you know, how everything turned out. But the more I'm exposed to it, the more I, I can see, oh, wow, this is this is great. And, and, and how, you know, how people make a business out of this, you know, and um, Keely had mentioned, <laughs> you know, sometimes you, you got to you know, focus on some good stuff so that you can have some revenue coming in. But uh, it was, it was kind of interesting how it all turned out. I loved it. And, um, you know, I, I just, I, I really, I really grew and learned. Keely, what's your interview experience? Well, I started out live streaming by interviewing actually, now that I think about it back in 2020, I started doing, an umpire at home series where I would talk to umpires from all around the world at home, COVID, and we would go through an entire, not an entire match, but we'd go through highlights of a match and they would talk over their perspective of how things were going and how that call happened and things like that. And I mean, it was rough as I had umpires with no headphones on. I had poor lighting, um, and 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 bad audio and all that kind of stuff and then I was also terrible so it was but it was really fun because it was a great way to be able to to flex the muscles and start building that up but it it is a lot of work and especially because I was trying to do that every week and then I introduced what up Wednesdays which was me just sort of talking about umpiring concepts and through a few clips and then I was throwing a produced video I mean I was doing so much content that it was a lot of work and the interviews actually fell off because trying to find the guest, get their commitment, and then to try to start imposing conditions like, all right, you're going to wear headphones, right? And they're like, no. And I'm like, yes, you are. So it, it, that sort of started throwing up some obstacles for me and there was some friction there. So I, I stopped doing them as often. I did do one last week, which was really kind of fun. Uh, with FH umpires where an umpire had given me feedback privately by DM just out of the blue and said, Hey, I wanted you to know that I started umpiring three weeks ago. I won umpire the tournament at my first under 14 IPT tournament. And I binge watched your content for a week before I went to this tournament. And that's how I learned how to umpire. And I turned into umpire the tournament. That is and cool. I just, I Oh my God. So I cried and I'm like, Oh, this is incredible. And he also said, I'm a coach who hate, who was really hard on umpires, really hard. I used to yell and scream and I'm six, five and used to scare the crap out of them. So he had this really amazing story to tell about how he went from being the angry coach to the reluctant umpire, to the umpire who's so excited about what he does now. He had to reach out to me and 
share a story. So I was like, you're coming on What Up Wednesday and we're going to talk for half hour, 45 minutes. And it was such a nice conversation. And, you know, he brought out his sort of fan club from South Africa, the people that he'd worked with. And it reminded me of just how valuable it is to do interviews and that maybe I should work a little bit harder to reintroduce them back into that routine. But um, and then from the interviewee side, I've done a ton of interviews as Discord coach. And I think the most valuable thing for me coming out of that is listening to the questions that I'm being asked, not just by, you know, live chat or whoever happened to be there, but by the interviewer and what they don't understand, what they want to know about, what they're curious about, what their fears are. I'm oh, this is a perspective, I'm pretending or thinking this is a prospective client. So these are where their pain points are. This is where their hesitations are. These are the objections that I need to address if I'm going to bring somebody just like this on as a client. So that's been the most valuable thing for me, not necessarily the reach or the numbers or anything like that. It's what I've been able to learn from being interviewed by these, by these people. So that's been really great. Pretty cool. Rob, what do you have to add to this? I'd like to say something intelligent, but honestly, you know, in terms of interviews for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm talked to a lot and I speak a lot, but I don't, you know, I, I haven't fallen into the need to interview people for a while. And so, you know, it's, it's just, making sure that on those topics that I'm normally asked to speak on, and I've spoken to four different groups in the last month in person, in person. Um, it's not, you know, it's not been in the interview format, so it's just not something yeah. that I touch on. I get it. Dina, I was on your show and you interviewed me while we made uh, chicken and cauliflower. I remember that. And I thought of you this morning when I was having that for lunch. Oh my God! Really? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had the same I thing for lunch. I didn't. And, I, I, didn't I, I didn't have cauliflower. cauliflower though. I didn't have cauliflower, but I did have hmm. chicken thighs. But anyway, but you've had some fun people on your show. Yeah, I, I have had. I've had some good people on the show. Um, I tried to approach mine a little. I think it. We're. I think we're all coming from the same direction. We want to have conversations. We don't want to interview, and. That made a lot of sense for that series that I was doing. Um, what was it called? Uh, at the counter. So, yeah. you know, the whole premise of the show is everyone's at the counter cooking with me, having a drink, you know, that kind of thing. But I really wanted those episodes to feel like that person was sitting in here in the kitchen with me and that the other audience was was just watching the conversation. And... I think we did all right on that. I did six of those. Um, I started to have, you know, I started to reach out beyond uh, content creators to to seek to get guests, and a lot of people just weren't comfortable. Uh, Weird. So I need to revisit that. And there was those that you know, were it, were like, but I don't feels have like the you tech. Did a, it feels like you did a lot more than six, though. It feels like it. I mean, I, maybe you didn't, but it feels like you did it all more. I don't Let's know. Maybe see, Alec, Rich, Michelle, Doc. Collie, and okay, six, six, <laughs> yeah. And plus, you had Sherry um, in the in the in there live. Yeah, Sherry's been in live, so seven. I'm in um, 
And that one was easy to feel like we were just talking because we were just talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't feel like I'm a great interviewer. And the times that I have been interviewed, it's been more about the studio, I think, than than what it is I do, which is totally fine with me. I, I don't mind. Yeah. Um, you know, little known secret might be news to you guys even. I don't like the interview shows that have more than two people on them. So, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's stressful for me for some reason to watch this many people. Uh, but, you know, hey, everybody, everybody's allowed to like what they like. I, I, I'll participate. Um, no, okay. it, it's it's good to, to be on both sides. That's the one thing that, that I want to yeah. add is I learned a lot about my own show when I was preparing to have a guest on the show. And I think it, I probably did grow a little, you know, having to be on, what was I on? Uh, Meet the Fam with Ecamm. And then I was uh, a podcast guest for uh, Foodie Flashback. So, so yeah, you you learn a lot about how you can do things once you're sitting in the hot seat. So that's it. The only interviews I've been on, I was in Doc's interview class uh, a month ago, whenever that was, um, and it was four weeks of a cohort where it was basically a Zoom call where we all just talked about interviews for a couple hours on Saturday. And he would he would speak a little bit at the beginning and then pair people up. You interview this one, and you interview this one, and that kind of stuff. I got stuck with, I'm sorry, I didn't, it's not stuck. I got to interview Paul Duncan, and I actually know a little bit about Paul how he lives in San Francisco and he's big into his grandparents and things like that. So I was able to, and you know, his cat and this, all this, a few different things that I was able to talk to him about for five minutes. So it was kind of cool. I imagine going in, a lot of people didn't know anybody. They just went in cold. Like the girl that interviewed me didn't know crap about me except for my name on the screen and had to come up with something for five minutes. So it was very, it was hot. Talk about hot seat. That was a hot seat. Um, the other interview I was on, though, I was on that stream show, too. I was on the first episode of it, of of Strick and Brandt's thing when they started it. Um, and they there was a BTS thing where they we walked around and, and saw the office and things like that. I mean, it wasn't a big thing, but it was fun. It was fun to do. But it's, you know, I don't know if I need to be interviewed. It, for my business, I don't think I have, need to interview people at all. Maybe I do. Maybe that would help. Maybe I could get some printers in here or some apparel people or some drinkwear people or something and do a show like that. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. Maybe that's something I could add to my, to my workload, my current workflow, stick another live stream in there or something. I don't know. That sounds really interesting. You, you interviewing, uh, you know, different people that you sort of work with and being able to say, um, you know, find out what, what they're, what they're making that really seems to be working when it gets into the, ultimate customer's hands or this is the way to design a logo that's really going to work on these kind of products if they're apparel printers like these really work on t-shirts or here's some new ideas that are happening so as a business owner that would be interesting to me and i would be like yeah tell me more about this because this sounds fascinating yeah Yeah, maybe i will do that it's it's something i just it just occurred to me i mean before the show before this recording i was saying i really don't do interviews but as we're sitting here talking, I can probably do it and, and think of something so, valid to say and have actually have some something that works. Yeah, one of the things that I learned from um, from the interview with um, that I did with the Canva experts was um, 
having a variety type show that's that was part of their journey so you know I was kind of getting you know getting to know them trying to figure out what their journey was and they had a specific core uh buyer persona you know for their show however it morphed as they grew and so now they're doing more more tech stuff more ai stuff because of course it's hot the uh, you know doing interviews and stuff like that and one of the takeaways one of the key takeaways i learned in that interview was you know to don't be afraid to kind of shift a little bit because you know um we're making content we're out here making content for you know for our for our audiences and stuff like that. And so, you know, things might get a little stale and don't be afraid to mix it up a little bit. And so that was one of the things that they they did. They kind of kept their finger on the pulse of what was going on in their community. And so as things kind of, you know, developed or whatever, they were like, they jump on it. And because they were early adopters for whatever, whatever they were talking about, or maybe they interviewed somebody, or maybe it was something that was maybe just a little bit different from what their channel was about. People loved it and their channel grew. So, uh, you know, so I'm taking a page from, from that book Mm -hmm. and, you know, not being not afraid to maybe try something new, you know, if it worked great, if it doesn't, all right, pivot, you know, we'll do something different. So, um, and to me, you know, it's a skill building thing because as a content creator, you're trying to, you know, figure out what it is that your that your people want. And you know, I think being exposed to all of these different things builds skills, and you could definitely use it in whatever it is that you're doing. So, you know, I kind of like the idea. Thanks for hopping on to our creator spot. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends. If you didn't like it, tell your friends. We'd love a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our YouTube channel, Creator Spot. Creator Spot is produced by C22 Media. Alex Johnson, Dina Taylor, Keely Dunn, Michelle Lawrence, Rob Valls, and me, Rich Green. Thanks. Good work on our six-person interview show. Well done.